Roar Nation, Promise Keepers is back July 31st, 2020. Estimated 80,000 men will be gathering at the AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Speakers are going to rock the house. It's going to be a full lineup. And on top of that, worship is going to be amazing. Why am I telling you so far in advance? Because tickets are on sale and they're slowly selling out. So that being said, I hope I see you there. I am planning on going. Go to promisekeepers.org to get info and tickets. Again, go to promisekeepers.org. See you there. Welcome to Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You, the podcast that focuses on Christians that are active in everyday life. Join in as we speak to everyone from successful business owners to educators to athletes about their faith and how it helps them reach out and revolutionize those around them to do the same. And now get ready to roar with your host, the voice of manifestation, John Fuller. Hey, Roar Nation, John Fuller here, and I'm fired up. As always, one of my favorite people to talk to is Michael McIntyre. Michael, you ready to rock this thing? Come on, baby. You're my favorite podcast host in the history of podcasts. Come on, somebody. Dude, what a nice guy. So, uh, Roar Nation, check this out. If you are new to the podcast, which we get a lot of emails, people send us that uh, just found us. Uh, Michael used to do his own show about a year ago and talked a lot about business and finances. So you can type in Michael and uh, for past shows, he probably did, um, guessing 15 to 20 shows. They were awesome. Uh, so if you want some help in family, uh, sorry, business and finances, I highly recommend going and check those out. But like all of us, our schedules get super busy. Uh, so we went from five shows a week back to just my one. But that being said, Michael, I heard you're about to launch a show. So quick, uh, quick plug. Tell us about it. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, we launched a, uh, you know, it seems like forever trying to get these podcasts together. You know, you made it so easy, John. It was like, I should have just stayed on that <laughs> arena. But we uh, we finally launched our podcast. And we've got, I don't know, four or five weeks out there. Uh, Next Level Podcast, of course, is tied in with the Next Level Experience at uh, NLEbegins.com, which is Really good. We just had a big event up there in your neck of the woods, as a matter of fact. So, you did, and everybody kind of cool. that went said it was amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. We were at that new barn there that the Sims have, and it was beautiful. And then we, we got out of there right when that winter storm came in. So it, it got cold up there, bro. Uh, yeah, it got freezing, and I could highly do without it. As soon as it hits, it makes me want to go tropical, I can tell you that. Amen, so. amen. Well, check this out, Roar Nation. Something that's been on my heart and on my mind uh, the last week has been the power of choices. So I counsel a lot of people. I have friends um, that call me up, people in counseling and and with marriage and business. I've been hit up a ton lately, which is really uh, funny. But what I recognized was a pattern. And uh, I'm a pattern person. I always pick up on patterns. And what I've noticed is, is a lot of people... Uh, bl- blame or uh, are or, or upset with other people and a lot of times don't take responsibility. But what I find is, is it has to do with the choices they make. They think, well, this and this happened to me because of somebody else. But when in fact, a lot of the times 
it's uh, is really just because they they made bad choices. And uh, I want to make it very clear: I've made an enormous amount of bad choices in my life. Uh, <laughs> I still make bad choices in my life. Uh, Michael's laughing because uh, he probably knows that, and he has too. Um, yeah. But but I say that freely to say this isn't about. Um, condemning or saying, Hey, you're stupid. You make bad choices, but to be open to the fact that, Hey, maybe you're at, or maybe you are where you are because you're making bad choices. And if you want to get out of the rut that you're in, you need to make a different choice. So that, that being said, Michael and I are going to ask uh, some, each other, some questions. And we're going to talk about good and bad choices that we have made and some of the consequences of those in family, life, and business. So, Michael, I'm going to ask you the first question, and I'll let you pick. You can, on either of those three, um, (laughs) family, life, or business, what's the first one that comes to your mind? Well, business usually because, okay. you know, the, 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 for me anyway, business is because I'm such a business guy, kind of like you. And, um, yeah, so, uh, gosh, there's so many. I was thinking about this earlier. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and, you know, what category should we go alphabetically or chronologically? And so uh, I guess one of the ones big that steps out big for me is um, uh, purchasing my second airplane. And, you know, I, I made that choice out of ego and pride. Sound familiar, John? Oh, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that was probably one of the uh, worst choices I made in business. And and I've shared this a lot in our Next Level experience. But, uh, you know, this, that making that choice, and you're so right, John, you're, you're spot on. When, you know, the choices we make in life, you know, nobody holds a gun to our head to make those choices. Nobody... You know, you know, and it all, it all goes back to as soon as you're, you know, your parents raise you, uh, and at some point in your life, you know, the frontal lobe develops in your brain. Uh, and at some point in your life, you have this thing that God gives us called deductive reasoning. And so you think, Hmm, let me see here. If I touch that hot stove, it's going to burn my hand. But if you touch it anyway, then that was a bad choice. But you knew that through deductive reasoning that that would happen. So, but what, it, in, a, in a different sense, what happens is we sometimes start blaming other people. Well, that stove or the devil. Lit. If you're if you've been or in the church, devil, and life, the devil's always yeah. he's, he gets more yeah, he, he takes more credit yeah. than than he actually really did. <laughs> <laughs> so true. But, you know, we make these choices, you know, and then we get into the blame game because we don't, because now we want to become a victim and becoming a victim gives us payoffs. You know, we get empathy, we get money, we get people feeling sorry for us, but eventually that all runs out and it really goes bad. But, but making choices, the worst choice I made was buying this airplane and I bought this airplane because I really, really wanted it. It was the second airplane I bought. The first one was a Learjet 25 and I did really well as far as flying it and making money on it. So I thought I was a master plane buyer. <laughs> and so I, I bought a plane and I paid about $6 million for it. And, uh, come to find out it was a bad purchase and I had to put a lot, a lot of money into it. Ended up selling it for a lot less than what I paid for. It. And it was a real bad choice. And I made that bad choice purely. And I, I wasn't, you know, I didn't pray about it. I wasn't saved. I wasn't following Jesus. I just 
knew I could do it. It was one of those things. I got the money. I can do this. And so, uh, I, it was pure ego and pride and every bad choice that I've made, John, just to let your listeners know is all about out of pride and ego. Every one of them. Uh, in fact, we just today, we, we were, we were fixing to pull the trigger on, a, on another media choice. And, uh, I thought, okay, I'm going to seek some wisdom here because my Holy Spirit tells me, Holy Spirit tells me to seek wisdom. And so I sought some wisdom to some people and man, I'm so glad I did because what, you know, a lot of times making these choices, you know, we make a lot of decisions all day long and we get tired of making those decisions. So when something comes across or some great salesperson or something that sounds really good, sometimes we just surrender and do it, but it might be a bad choice because we took the lazy road out and, uh, I did that on that airplane. I took the lazy, lazy way out and it, it bit me pretty hard, but yeah, man. All right. So that was one of my bad choices. Um, so, all right, you get the same three categories, bro. Okay. I'm laughing because I was sitting at the table at the island with Casey and I was like, uh, can you think of some bad examples? And she's like, well, and what? <laughs> and, uh, and like, she's got a list, right? And uh, I said, uh-huh. well, in business. And she's like, well, I got a couple that come to mind right away. I was like, crap. <laughs> and uh, so when we were young, um, this is, this is good for newly wed couples. And maybe this could even be for people who've been married longer. So when we first got married, my wife had zero experience in business. Um, I went to school for business and accounting, uh, had business, uh, business previous, um, or at least I had an idea of business. So when I first got, we got married, we were in our, uh, I was 20, she was 19. We bought this business and, um, Casey would, she is really discerning and just walks in the Holy spirit. And, mm. and I would make choices out of my logical mind. I mean, I would say, well, this just makes sense. We should do it. And, and I remember many, many times she would come to me and say, I don't feel good about this. And I'd be like, I would chuck it up to like, well, you just ate a bad burrito. Like, I don't, I don't, maybe you're gassy, who knows, <laughs> like whatever. Right. And I would make really stupid comments. And basically in my mind, I was thinking, well, you don't know what you're talking about. You're not business minded. Well, the truth was she didn't know business, but she knew Jesus. And there was um, several decisions. Like one of them, uh, there was uh, a house um, that we went to uh, build for this couple. And she said, I just do not think you're supposed to build this house. She said, I don't feel good about it. And I think something basically is bad going to happen. She said, you do not need to build this house. And I was all I saw was dollar signs. I thought it was going to go great. And uh, I was counting money and she was counting consequences. And, uh, and, and man, it bit me, uh, really bad. It, it cost <laughs> us like, mm, instead of mm, making mm, money, mm. it cost us like 20 grand. And at the time, wow. um, if, if, if we're going to do a comparison, well, we were in our early twenties, $20,000 to us was a million dollars. Oh my gosh, Come dude, it was, it was so much yep. money and it really hurt us. And then on top of that, it, it, it hurts. Uh, I, I could name several things. So one, it hurt us financially. Uh, second, mm-hmm. it, it, it hurt my, my, uh, my, my feeling or my ability to want to do business. Like, so then I had self doubt, like I screwed up as if it's something I did wrong. And in fact, in this situation, I hadn't. And then the third thing, and the most importantly, is it, uh, it damaged my credibility with my wife. So yeah, 
he, wow. there was some trust there. So there was more than just money. There was a lot of aspects. So, um, that's one of several, uh, that I made bad. So I'm going to ask you this though, Michael, what has been yes, sir. a decision you've made that's been really good in business that, that maybe it was a hard decision, but it was fruitful. Yeah. Uh, it's great. I, I think probably one of the, one of the biggest things that I learned early on in business, which helped me become very successful in business was paying my, my, my staff and my people really, really well. And it was really hard for me to do that. And you might think, man, what a jerk, <laughs> you know, oh, but I get it, was, it. it was, <laughs> it was, it was kibbles and bits for a while for Stacy and I, you know, it was tough. And, and, but I remember I had some wise counsel and said, listen, it doesn't matter what kind of office you have McIntyre. What matters is what kind of people you have. And that stuck with me. And so I would always hire people and really qualified people and pay them, sometimes pay them more than they're even asking. And uh, just so, cause I wanted them to give so much cause I gave so much. I was always the first in and the last to leave. And uh, it was really hard to do that on several occasions. I remember uh, several times, you know, at the end of payroll and commission checks going out, you know, station, I had a dollar 95 in the checking account, you know, and I just paid out, you know, $120,000 out of the account. And I would sit there and I would say, when is it coming in for me? <laughs> right? yeah. uh, and, and, and what happened was though, it was, I was sowing into that business so deeply in, into the people and we ended up creating 175 millionaires out of that business. And of course we ended up doing real well ourselves, but it took a minute to catch up. And once it spooled up, Oh my gosh, it really started rolling in, but it's because we had such quality people uh, and we had good people and they stuck in there. Even when the times were tough, they stuck in there. And so I think that's probably the best decision I ever made in business was paying people, really hiring great people, paying them excessively well. And the other thing I'd like to add to that was giving them a hundred percent of the credit. And at first it was hard for me because I was very young and I wanted to be acknowledged, you know, cause we always want, you know, every, you know, we all, you know, learn our flesh yearns for that. Right. And so I was like, you know, 31 years old. And, and I remember having to give out, giving out plaques and giving out these trophies and stuff. And it was great, but I gave them a lot of praise and I gave them a lot of credit. None was coming back in my way. And that was hard, but it was really good again, because after I got into the maturity of it, people really appreciated that. And I gave them the credit for one thing, they earned it. Uh, and for the, the next thing, it, it felt really good. And then that came back and it took about four to five years to get that turned to where it started paying huge fruit. And when it did though, the fruit was jargormous, if that's a word. <laughs> yes. it, was really, it, it is was, now. It was, Yeah. It was really, really good, and uh, you know we ended up you know doing very well in that. So paying the people well, excessively well, giving out the credit, and and, and honoring those people uh, when they did that. And it was tough for me at first because I was so young and and you know quite honestly immature. So yeah, that's good. All right, so uh, all right, let me ask you one about uh, tell me, and I'll, all right, I'm going to go uh, tell me a. I, 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 we a do good family decision you made it. Let's go family. Let's do family. Give me a good decision in your family. Okay. Um, family, I would Other say. Other than marrying, marrying your beautiful wife. We, know, we all know that. No, okay. that was luck, okay. bro. 
<laughs> I tell everybody, I tell everybody she was deaf and blind when I met her. And then after, and then after, and then after we got married, God healed her. And then she was committed. So she was um, like, she's out of luck. I she was it. out of luck. She's faithful. So, um, okay. So I would, I would go back to my marriage though, in the sense, um, we got married really young, um, and had no examples of, uh, around us of what a healthy, good marriage looked like. Uh, so our commitment to each other was two things that one, we would never, uh, use the D word. We would never threaten each other with divorce. Mm-hmm. And then the right. second thing was, as we said, we were going to live together no matter what, even if it was hell until we figured out how to work it out. <laughs> and oh my gosh, man, uh, we did put each other through hell for probably a good solid 12 years. Um, wow. we fought like cats and dogs, but, but the thing was, is what I love about Casey is like, we would get in disputes and then we would always go pray about it. And we would always come back together. Like anytime we get in an argument, I would always come back and I just ask the Lord, like, Lord, if I'm wrong, show me. And she yeah. the same thing. And we would always come back to each other to say, one of us knew we were wrong and we would apologize and we would walk through it because it, one, it was the right thing to do. And, and honestly, that's all we knew. It was us and Jesus. And we knew nothing like we had no family, no friends at the time. And we had to work things out, which was a blessing, but it was really, really hard. And we had to walk mm. through some crap, man. You know, we're all about being real around here. And if I'm being truthful, I hate shopping for insurance. So recently, I found a company that made my life much easier and also helped me find an insurance policy. And they help you find all different types of insurances. So what was it? I'm glad you asked. PolicyGenius.com. So I went on PolicyGenius, got a uh, quote it literally took just a couple of minutes, and I got to tell you, to be honest, I was extremely impressed with the representative that I had. Uh, they actually texted me, uh, followed up with phone calls. They made the process really easy, really impressive, and it all said and done, absolutely, I got insurance through them uh, because they made the process easy, and I liked dealing with them. So that being said... Why don't you go on there right now and compare and buy either life insurance, different types of insurance you're looking for. Get on policygenius.com and see what they can do for you. I do recommend them and personally use them. You know, because marriage is the foundation. That's where it all happens, right? I mean, it really does. And to have that foundation, to have that experience. So now I'm sure, and, and I know you do. I know you counsel the marriage on that. And so, you know, paying it forward like you do. Because, look, marriage is, is it's it's 100%, 100%. It's yeah. not 50-50. You know, it's 100% you and it's 100% Casey. And, you know, one of the things that, that we were talking about this last next level was about, you know, if you've got to keep score in marriage, that's no bueno. Yep. <laughs> you know, you just can't keep score. You know, well, I had to do the trash three times this week. You know, if you've got to go to keep some score, that's a bad sign. So, man, I'm, that's good. You know, and what, that's why you and Casey are so successful, not only in your marriage, but in your business and in your family and in your community. And uh, that's awesome, man. Well, I think I appreciate that. So, okay. For you, you get to pick, um, uh, family or life, which one do you want? Oh gosh. Okay. Uh, I'll go with family. You know, uh, I've got three, I got three daughters and, uh, they're amazing. And I think 
probably the best thing, the best decision Stacy and I did in family in raising these daughters uh, was having them with us all the time. You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, um, quality time, you know, and I always joke. I said, well, you know, how do you know when quality time is going to happen? You know, you, <laughs> you know I mean, you just, you know, unless you're Nostradamus, right. You can figure this stuff out, but, uh, but no, I mean, you've got to have quantity of time to find the, the, the nuggets and the, 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 the minutes of quality time, you know, uh, you never know when quality time is going to hit. You always know when you can do quantity, you know? And so, you know, whether you're going on a trip or, or whether you're driving to school or you're going just to hang out and put the cell phones down and just sit and, you know, read a book or watch a movie together or go, you know, watch a football game or just go for a walk. Quality, quantity time creates that quality of time. And, it, you know, it might take a long time. I mean, I remember uh, when my daughters were like, you know, uh, you know, they're like 12 or even younger than that, but eight and six, we used to get up at five o'clock in the morning and we would go for a walk for 30 minutes through the neighborhood. You know, now sometimes we didn't say anything. And sometimes we talked a bunch, you know, uh, but it was just that, that time that we could have together because everything was real quiet and peaceful and it was kind of a special time, you know. Uh, but then, you know, we've been on road trips together and how many times you've been on road trips and there's nothing being said for hundreds of miles. And all of a sudden, you know, you start in a game or you start talking and you share those moments and it, it, it can be really rewarding. That's, I love vacations. I love getting away getting people out of their comfort zone yeah. where you can really spend time with one another. Uh, we, you know, Stacey and I have been blessed. We've traveled all over the world and, and we've taken our children everywhere with us, even when they're real young. And so I, I think, you know, the good decisions that Stacey and I, and now our, our, you know, our daughter's 30 and 28 and 21 and Friday night we had, you guys don't look friends. old enough to have kids that old though. Michael. <laughs> I think you're lying. Come on, man. Come on, man. I think that, I think that PayPal is working really good on your end. Uh, <laughs> Keep the money coming, buddy. Keep it coming, baby. Keep it coming. Show me the money. But we had some folks over here, some friends, and uh, our girls, you know, ended up all coming out, sitting outside with us, and they spent Friday night with us, chatting with us and our friends and talking and prophesying over each other. I mean, and our friends were like, man, it's so cool that your daughters love to hang out with you guys on a Friday night. I said, yeah. it is. I mean, we're truly, you know, we're blessed that way. And, and uh, we just, we, we, we poured into them. We just spent time with them. And, and uh, I just think that's, that's always paid off good for us. So that's, yeah. that's great advice. I actually wrote that down, Michael. That was really good. You said the quantity, uh, you need quantity to find the quality uh, talking Amen. about time. So that was really good. Thank you for that. Okay. Thank so you. I'm going to give, yeah. I'm going to give a bad for family. Um, so, right, <laughs> so this is to help. This is, and you're going to relate to this one, dude, I'm going to hit home. So right. this is for uh, mostly men. Um, but when we were young, we were broke. And um, so I, to me, uh, a work week was easily 80 hours. Um, yeah. I could work 70, 80 hours and I enjoyed work, um, because I felt like I was achieving something and trying to obviously had to go sure. to get somewhere, but we were trying to make money. But the problem with that was, is I neglected my wife. I neglected Casey in the process. Mm. And, um, I think one of, uh, there's been wounds that, uh, have literally, um, that, we have just discussed this last year that literally were brought up. She said, um, you know, you, you did this when we were first married. And, and obviously your first instinct is to say, 
yeah, well, but we were broke or I had to work. Mm-hmm. And, and there's always, I, I can make an excuse for anything, but the truth sure. is no matter what, I hurt my wife and, and yeah. I needed to figure out to find the balance. So if, especially if you're young in the Lord or you have to work a lot or, you know, you're in the same situation that Casey and I were in when we were young, I, I really recommend find the time and, and maybe it's just a little, but make it quality time. Like, uh, Michael was, yeah. he was saying, but make it worthwhile. And the problem was, is <laughs> I worked a lot. I would come home and then I was tired and I had nothing to give. So I gave my best to everybody else, but my wife. And, um, so yeah. And, and that took a lot of years of healing and, uh, and talking through some stuff. So those were my, that was probably in uh, family that and business, but mostly in family, that was, that would have been my, my bad consequence. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so good to share that John, because so, so many of us, you know, as guys, we want to be the provider. Yeah. And so we take that. I know, I, I know you do. And I took that responsibility very seriously. And, you know, every day, you know, I remember going to the office every day and, you know, putting on a suit. Of course, I was in insurance, financial end of it and looking my best. And then come Saturday and Sunday thinking I can just slob out. But I thought, no, I shouldn't do that. If I'm looking for my best for my office staff, I should look the best for my wife, too. That's good. You know, and, and so what I started doing is shaving every day you know, even on Saturday and Sunday, you know, uh, and I just thought, I just thought that was, you know, just to honor her so I could be my best. So I'd take a shower and, you know, not necessarily put on a suit, but I would take a shower instead of sitting around, you know, looking like a hobo all weekend. You know? yes. <laughs> <'Cause> like, <laughs> so, uh, anyway, just, just wanted to add to that because I totally get how you would do that working those 80 hour weeks is, which is a big deal at, for us fellas, you know? Yeah. And then we, we end up we end up hurting the ones we love in that, and we're trying and uh, you know what we're trying to do is love the ones we love, you know, yep, and provide. It, so and it's easy to justify it too. Yeah, so. absolutely. Okay, let's yeah. go to life, Michael. What if uh, yeah, good or bad, but life decisions, power of choice, and life decisions. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I think the power. I think the the good and bad in it is is kind of both in here. Choosing the good friends in life is so mm. important. You know, it really is. Uh, I, I often talk in, in the next level experience about, you know, the choices you make today uh, with the, the friends that you have around you and the books that you read are going to make a definite impact on your life for the next five years. And it's the choices you make in choosing your friends, whether you choose good friends or bad friends. And look, you know, I remember when I was in the, coming out of the Air Force and having good times. And, man, I loved to hit the clubs and do all that stuff with, with my buddies. And it was fun. It was fun. But when it hit the fan, they were never there. Yep. You know, they scatter like, you know, they scatter like roaches when the light goes like on. Like right? cockroaches, man. It's like, dang, man. And so I learned, you know, uh, probably not as quickly as I should have, but I learned to choose your friends wisely. And here's the other thing I, in, in life, I think, is, is a, the big decision is you don't have to have a lot of friends, you know, especially no. with the social media stuff going on, John, as you know, you know, FOLO and FOMO, right? Fear of left, being left out and fear of missing out, you know, is the devil's card he loves to play especially with these millennials and some of us older people get into that too look you just have good friends and how many good friends did you have probably two 
really? You know, and they say, man, I've got a whole bunch of friends. Well, how many are really close to you and that you can come and tell anything in the world to them and they won't judge you or dump you? Right. Uh, you know, if you have more than two like that, you're probably not being 100 percent honest because there's only going to be one or two out there that you can really, truly say anything with and they'll still love you and not judge you. You know, they should rebuke you and you should yes. be able to take that. <laughs> right? yeah. You know, but they but they're not going to dump you, you know. Uh, and I think that decision and choosing friends in life is so important. You know, I, I always say, listen, you, you always want to, you know, if you want to, you know, you, you always want to soar with the eagles and not flock with the turkeys because it's really important to be around those people who are going to sharpen you. Like like the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. And, and, and get rid of the ones that don't, man. I mean, you know, there's givers and takers in life and you got to figure out which one's a giver and taker. And, you know, if you're always giving in that relationship, then that person's a taker. But if it's a mutual thing, you know, everybody's down in their luck sometimes and maybe that they can give back, but eventually they can, uh, not necessarily financially, although that's a part of it, but more emotionally, physically, you know, just doing things, you know, loving one another emotionally, and helping each other out. Friendship is really, really, really important. And I think um, that's one of the best decisions you can make in your life. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. At the beginning of the year, this year, I literally looked over my life and I started kind of evaluating people that were close to me and people I spent Mm -hmm. time with. And I literally started cutting people out of my life. And that was really hard for me because (laughs) I love people, I love friends. And I really had to make some choices and not that they were bad, but I, um, and so actually some were, but other people weren't necessarily bad, but I was always giving, giving, giving. And I thought, you know what? I'm Mm. tired of being the one in this relationship that always gives. And when I, when I need some friendship or some counselor or something, it's always one-sided. And I literally, and I really felt like the Lord was leading both Casey and I in that direction. And I just cut people out of my life. I wasn't mean about it or rude, but I just, you know, I quit right. rolling and just slowly, gradually yep. pulled myself back. And you know what? Nothing ever happened with him. It was like nothing. <laughs> it just, it yeah. just happened. It was, that was it. And, and it was really peaceful because it, what it did was, is it made room for better quality people that God That's had right. for me. That's right. That's right. And listen, I, you know, uh, I've prayed friends in before. You know, yes. I've sat there and prayed, you know, prayed friends in and there's different levels, you know, and like I said, you know, maybe two people that are really, really close that you can really have true, honest relationships with. And then there's other people you just want to, you know, they're good, you know, you have a good time, you know, watch the football game with, or, you know, uh, tell a joke to, or, you know, have some Bible study with or whatever, but you don't ever go super deep and that's okay. It really is. Yeah. Uh, then, the, then the other thing with certain friends, and, you, and as you know this, John, there's or they're not even friends really; they're just acquaintances. There's sometimes you can't tell everything. You can't tell certain things to certain people because sometimes they, even though they're your brothers in Christ or sisters in Christ, they sometimes always don't want to see you win. You know. Yeah. Yes. Uh, sometimes, sometimes they do, and 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 they just get eaten up with stuff. Or maybe they're in, in a spirit of of uh, of covetous. Or I, I don't know if I said that right. Com- jealousy. Yeah, com- and, com- yeah, competition or whatever. Yeah, you know what I? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I so get it. That, it. It happens, but you got to discern that. But it doesn't mean that you never say hi to them or anything like that. You still be a brother in Christ to them. But I do. But just choosing those friends certain ways. And you're right. If you cut some of these 
people off. You know, nobody knows. It's kind of a zero sum game. You, nobody knows it even happened, you know, because yep. it wasn't, it wasn't significant in your life anyway. Yeah, it's funny. Okay. So I'm going to do, I'll finish off with the last, um, or do you have another, another one you want to talk about? I was going to give, um, a, a good that I, some life decisions I've made. You go, you go. Okay. okay. Go. So because of the way I grew up, I, I've never fully given my testimony, but just a, a quick overlap. My brother died at a young age. Uh, my family went into a, a tailspin. My mom uh, has always been and has stayed. Uh, hopefully she'll get delivered, but has been a alcoholic and drug addict. And then my dad was at the, t- uh, when I was growing up was what I called a white collar drug addict. And because of that, I really had, uh, I saw absolutely the, the worst um, household growing up. And I uh, really struggled until I came into the Lord. And I, one of the choices that I made was, is I'm, I didn't necessarily know what I was doing, but I wasn't going to have that, whatever that looked like, the alcohol, the drugs, mm-hmm. um, the abuse. And I, I chose, and you know, going back to what you talked about books is I started reading a lot of self-help books. I, I read, a, I listened to a lot of Zig Ziglar tapes and, and, uh, Nightingale yeah. and, um, yeah. and, and I would, uh, Ogmandino and, and tons. I spent hours in church and read my Bible and I chose to make a decision that I was going to rewire my thoughts and, and wow. make good choices because I knew that I had bad thinking, I had b- bad mm-hmm. theology, and I had bad examples. And um, I didn't have the people in my life to do it, but I could choose it through books. And I really, oh, this is a funny thing. I think I finished maybe, and I'm being, I'm being a little exaggerative. I maybe finished five books in high school, maybe. And I usually, yeah. I usually use cliff notes or cheated off other people. <laughs> When, hey, I think you and I were were born from the same mother. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm telling you, man. But but when I got saved and I started reading, I literally was blowing through one to two books a week, and I did that for years yeah. and just filled on, my man. mind constantly with stuff because I had to rewire. So so life decisions that was that was a big one, and then the second biggest one, uh, without getting uh, too deep into it, um, was spiritually was breaking strongholds, uh, out of my life, like demonic strongholds. So, um, mm. things that I grew yep, up Lord. in and choosing to break those off of my life, off of my family and just really putting the Lord first. So that was, those are two human in our, in our life that really completely put me in another direction. So awesome. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, rewiring yourself like that is so good. That's why you're so successful, John, is because you, you know, because God's put it in your heart. He's given, he's given you that desire for more and to help out more. And to, it's like you did this podcast, man. I mean, I know you've been, you know, doing this for a while. You know, you've got some major listeners out there. You've, you've literally come out there and changed people's lives through this and giving out there to it. I know you don't make any money on this, but you're out there giving it for his kingdom. And that's, that's a huge thing. I mean, you know, uh, I think you're getting a pretty, I think you probably, you know, you're kind of a business developer and housing developer. I think you're going to have like 400 or 500 development of mansions in heaven when you get there, bro. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's awesome. Man. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, man, thank you, Jesus, for that, dude. I, I appreciate everything that uh, you and Stacy, you guys do in your next level trainings. And uh, man, you guys are just such a blessing as well. So thank you. 
Thank you. We enjoy it. I mean, uh, if, you know, it, it's God just is amazing. And, you know, once we just surrender, as you know, and, and, you know, we've had deep conversations about this, you know, just surrendering, uh, to him and giving it all to him. Cause you get, you and I are action kind of guys, you know, we're not going to sit around there and watch the paint dry. You know, we're going to make the paint, we're not going to exactly. watch it dry. And so, but, uh, you know, at some point as, as we both have learned at some point, we just have to surrender. Yeah. And just no, say, okay, it, father, it is. this is, this is yours. These, these kids are yours. This money is yours. This business is yours. My wife is yours and I'm yours, God. And so do with what you want and just give me the direction. And that's what you've done so well, John. And that's why, you know, you've gotten success in your life and you've got, you know, you've got it all. You've got, you know, that going on and you're, you're such an, uh, a good stable, uh, uh, or pillar, I should say, a stable pillar in your community, which reflects so much. And we, we were up there last week and it was great, man. All they talked about was, you know, Casey and John, we were like, where are they, man? Are they on a float somewhere <laughs> in, you know, Los Angeles going down the, you know, they're, they're doing the Rose Bowl parade. Mm. Where are they? I'm Fox and friends. I mean, these guys are everywhere, but, uh, you guys are amazing, but it's great. Uh, we love doing what we do. We love the next level experience. I know you guys have done it. And, uh, you know, for your listeners out there, we, I like to always give, uh, uh, the, you know, uh, are you real podcast roar nation, a discount. So if you want a discount, I'll give you one. Uh, if I can do Come that on. for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, no, I'd love just, it. And just, I highly uh, recommend it. Thank you. Uh, if you go to next level or NLE, which stands for next level experience, NLE begins.com. Uh, and, uh, just say, uh, roar nation on there. Uh, then we'll knock off a hundred dollars off of your next level experience. So, uh, which is a pretty big deal. We have one coming up in Dallas, January 17th, 18th and 19th here in Dallas, Texas. So we're excited about it. It's check it out. Check it. It's a, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's life changing just like this war nation is. Amen. Yeah. Uh, Roar nation. If you guys need, and you didn't catch that, uh, we'll put it in the show notes and we'll send that out. And, and to wrap all this up, this is what's funny. I was thinking, Michael, everything we talked about, if, if, if people are listening, which they are, and you read <laughs> nothing else in your Bible, except Proverbs, Every oh, wow. single thing we've talked about is literally in Proverbs. Iron sharpens iron oh, when, it, when it comes to talking about friends, um, mm. reaping and sowing, uh, the way you treat people. And, you know, you talked about hiring great and overpaying and, and treating people right. And every single thing, if you just read wow. Proverbs every single day uh, and implemented, not just read it, but implemented it, you will have success Come in on. your family life and business. Come on, Jesus. I just felt the Holy Spirit on that. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. That's awesome, John. Come on. So, okay, Roar Nation, check this out. For those of you who don't know, uh, we are launching our book. Uh, Michael came to our conference this summer and spoke. We did a soft launch of the book, Speaking God's Frequency. It is coming out in December. Please log on to our website, areyoureal.org, O-R-G. And uh, we are going to be giving away the first three chapters. I had an enormous response of people who contributed to the book. I've got testimonials. Yeah. I mean, I got people that are telling me that has literally changed their life. So that being said, log on, get the chapters, support us. We're also going to be... Uh, there's going to be some other uh, bonuses that go along with it. So again, go to areyoureal.org, download the book, uh, come buy the book, everything. Just I, I want to hear the testimonies of what God's doing in your life. So anyways, awesome, Michael, awesome. I'm giving you the last word. What do you want to say, buddy? Oh my gosh. Listen, 
uh, I just want to say thank you. And uh, I appreciate that. I thank all your listeners. Your listeners are amazing. And, you know, share this podcast, give it five star, get, uh, get write some good things about it. Cause it's, it's all about him. It's all about giving back to the kingdom. And, uh, you know what? God is good. Okay. Really is. God is good all the time. And, uh, thank you and bless you and give you supernatural financial favor. All you listeners out there in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Roar Nation, remember, be real, be authentic, and be you. God bless. That's all for this episode of Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You. Be sure to go to areyoureal.org for your free questionnaire to identify your gifts and talents and how you can use them to help people become leaders and catapult them into their destiny to help others become the leaders of tomorrow. We appreciate you spending your time with us and look forward to helping you reach out and revolutionize next time on Are You Real? Finding the Authentic You.